Hello, and welcome to Illumination Bureau, where we hope to enlighten you with all of the hidden stuff that you don't know about careers and creative. This is Catherine Lang Klein and Kristen Harris, and we will be your hosts. We are the co-creators of Portfolio Creative, a company that connects creative people in the marketing and advertising space. We've been doing this since 2005, and we've learned a lot of things that we want to share with you. We have so much to tell you, so let's get started. Hey, Kristen. Yes. Have you ever worked from home? I have. And the first time was actually when we first started the business and you gave me a whole bunch of tips on how to make it work. <laughs> well, because it can be challenging. You know, it's, it's different if you're used to going to an office all the time and um, now you're working from home. And um, honestly, you know, in the creative community, you know, people have done freelance work, so they kind of get it. So that's kind of half the battle. Um, but you might be in a position where you are perfectly com- comfortable working from home, but perhaps your boss is not. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. It can be challenging. And I think um, sometimes it sounds more fantastic than it, <laughs> than you're really like trying to do it, trying to get your work done. And, and it can be a lot more difficult mm-hmm. than it seemed like it would be. So we have some tips and, and thoughts about how to make that work. So yeah, to your point, your employer might have some questions about how right. this is really going to work. And, and whether they're asking them or not, they are thinking these things. That's right. And that kind of comes from, um, in some cases, our own brains, because we do have remote workers. And we're in an industry where there is a lot of remote work. Mm-hmm. And Questions of, we hear from clients. And these are questions we hear from clients, too. So um, one of them is, how do we know that the person is working? Yeah. And that is probably the very first thing that people think about. And um, it's kind of... Or how do I know they're going to get the work done on time? Right. And it'll be high quality and meet all my expectations. Right. And um, th- sometimes it's like, well, I don't like them working from home because then they can't collaborate. Um, it's difficult to communicate. What about meetings? How, do, how does that all happen? Mm-hmm. Um, so some of the things that we want to talk about today is, you know, how do you give them a little peace of mind? Yeah. <laughs> and, and maybe answer those questions for yourself, too, because you might be trying to do it and trying to figure out how to to make How it all work for, for, for yourself <laughs> and and your employer exactly Absolutely. um so essentially and you know when we started the business we it was technically a at-home business you know we worked from Kristen's living room um so one of the ground rules or that we did start with at least that I had to throw out there because I had free, done a lot of freelancing is um when you wake up you get dressed for work I mean I think people um have this desire or temptation or um, thought process thinking that, you know, I'm just going to wear my pajamas all day or I'm going to be in my workout clothes all day or I'm going to, um, you know, not really apply myself. I mean, really kind of put a little bit of effort into it. You don't have to like get all glammed up and whatever. But if you're going to be doing video calls that day, do your hair, do your makeup, put a nice shirt on. Um, I always felt for me that if I at least got little finger quotes, dress for work. Um, I was going to do a, I was, I was working. Yes. You know? It I, separates from just watching TV and things like that. Absolutely. And this was actually the first tip you gave me and it is so valuable. It sounds minimal and maybe even silly, but I've actually noticed being on some video calls recently with people that work from home who aren't, who don't normally, mm-hmm. they look entirely different. <laughs> and not that they look bad, but I'm like, wow, you clearly just like came in from a run you are literally phoning this in yeah literally (laughs) and and i 
I don't care in those situations, but depending on the situation, I would care. Mm-hmm. Like if it was an interview or something. Right. Like, oh, or if I'm have s- at least taken a shower. If I'm sitting in front of my boss, you know, I that's how I, who I report to, something like that. It's like, you know, show that you care about your yeah. job and about your appearance and about your presentation to your company and how you represent yourself. Yeah. Get and, dressed. And I think to your point, like you don't have to, you know, glam up or wear a suit or even put on makeup if you don't want like mm-hmm. some people don't wear makeup to an office that right it's not about that but put on something that's like this is my work attire it might be leggings and a big sweater every day but this is my work attire mm-hmm. and actually even when I work from home it's funny and I guess it's just have it I actually change like at the end of the day I change although I probably wore something really comfortable <laughs> I do too it's like yeah. The work day is done. It's almost like um, also a routine of like how I turn off work. Yes. I am now done working because I took off my work clothes mm-hmm. and put on my mm-hmm. walking the dog pants. You know, these are right. different outfits for different reasons. And so I also am giving myself permission to stop working mm-hmm. when I have changed out my clothes or when I've put them on. I have now told myself I'm going to go work because I put on my working clothes. Yeah. Clothes is such a mental game changer. It really is. And people know when they put on like a great suit, a great dress, and they look just fabulous, your attitude changes. You're yeah. like, I feel and I look fantastic and I yeah. know it. Exactly. And, and, um, and the same be, thing for work. Get yeah. dressed for work and you ha- you'll then have purpose. You'll feel professional. Um, it, it just really changes overall. And then like pretty much like you're saying, when you get home, you, now I relax. I'm going to put on my really relaxing clothes and I'm, I can play with the dog now or my kids or cook in this mm-hmm. outfit. And it, it's just different. It's dr- really dressing for the occasion. Yes, absolutely. And, and, you know, back to your point, it's not so much what it is that you're wearing, but that you're purposely telling yourself you're getting dressed for work. Mm-hmm. You're getting up, you're taking a shower, you're getting dressed. I am Just working. like you were if you were going somewhere else. Yes. And then you're going to your office, which might be five feet away, <laughs> but you just went to your office. Yeah. It's a it's a mental thing. And also too, there might be a situation where you suddenly have to hop on a call and it's a video call now and you don't want to be scrambling around looking like, you know, you just did wake up because you're still in the things that you just woke up in. Um, you know, are you going to, are people going to keep coming to you for work if they see that you're treating the work that casually, I guess. Agree. So just always be prepared. Which rolls into our second tip, which is having an open for business start time. Like you start work at whatever time you start work. And it mm-hmm. might be the same hours your office coworkers start work. Right. You know, they all start at nine. You should be at your desk started at nine too. That is, it's important for so many reasons. One is, You've walked to your office and you've gone to work. Mm-hmm. Just you know, it's just down the hall. But you've you've gone to work and you're telling yourself, okay, I'm at work now. So you're in like work mode, mm-hmm. work mentality. And and also, you really need to give yourself a schedule. So if you don't choose some sort of work hours, it just becomes a free for all. Right. And and the thing I think employers worry about is that question of like, how do I know when the person is working and that they won't be. But actually, what I see people do even more is they just never stop working. Right. They never go there is that home, too. quote unquote, yeah. because they're at home. So they just work all the time. Mm-hmm. They never shut down their computer. So you need to give yourself a work schedule and, and respect it both ways. Right. Show up and work during those hours, but you don't have to be working outside those hours. And for someone like me, I mean, I love what I do. And there's many people, especially in this industry, if you're a creative person, you're like, oh, I got an idea. I'm going to hop on and just do this one little thing. It's very easy to get caught in that. And honestly, you know, work with what you're most comfortable with, for sure. But 
know that your office hours at your office, the person you're working with is like, you know, nine to five and you have to be available then too. And that's full in, fully dressed, ready to go. And the great example I have for this is, um, cause I was thinking about this as you were talking was, um, like on Saturdays, for example, I don't set an alarm and I will find myself, you know, still waking up at about eight and then my day, you know, you eat and then it gets so cash and then by 11 o'clock you're finally ready to go 11 o'clock <laughs> i'm yeah. finally ready to do something and it that's fine on saturday ridiculous right. you can't but you'll fall into that every day if you don't treat it like a work day and you know when i do work from home i you know i still set the alarm i'm up i'm dressed i don't have i can cut out the commute so that's great so maybe mm-hmm. i can sleep in a little longer then but um yeah, start time is nine or whatever, or eight or whatever. Everybody else is showing up at the office. And if they're calling, I'm available. I'm not still brushing my teeth or I'm not still eating breakfast, which um, you're, you might be thinking like, well, I'm self-employed or I'm freelancing or I'm working from home. But if I'm the employer, I'm like, seriously, I need you. I'm paying you. Get to work. Yeah. And just the perception point, is huge. I think it's, it's important for both of those audiences for different reasons. Mm-hmm. So like for that self-employed person, you have to give yourself structure because no one else will. Right. You have to create it for yourself. <laughs> right. But for the person who is employed by our company, you have to be really clear. And I think this is saying expectations with your supervisor of what your expected work schedule is. Because mm-hmm. maybe it won't be the same as everyone else's. Right. Maybe right. you start at 11 and you don't end up till, uh, do the math, 8 or whatever. That's fine as long as that is your set work schedule mm-hmm. and they know when to expect they can reach you and you'll respond and whatever. But you can't have them have one set of expectations that you're available nine to five and and you don't clock in, quote unquote, till 11. Mm-hmm. That's two hours they were trying to reach you and, and you weren't available. Right. That's going to cause a lot of friction. So I, the biggest part is just setting and knowing everybody's expectations up front right and that goes back to the first question that always comes across the client's mind is or the the employer's mind is how do I know this person is working Um, you have to let them know you're working you have to let them know I am on the clock I am working I'm dressed and I'm ready to go because honestly they could go with somebody else you know this sort of relationship can be a little dicey in some cases if the client or or employer is always in doubt Um, and you're, you have nothing to back it up. Yeah, it's so reliant on trust. Mm-hmm. And so your job as the remote employee is to give them trust, you know, build their trust, give them a reason to trust you. Mm-hmm. Like you're showing up when you said you would. You're responding as quickly as they expect. Like you have to build that trust. It's yep. very much on you more than them. Yes. They're, they're saying, okay, I'm going to try to trust you. And you have to prove you should trust me. Right. And you're not just, you know being very cavalier about the whole thing yes um and that another thing that can help you as well is having that dedicated workspace that's separate from distraction sometimes it's challenging if you don't have an extra bedroom to make into an office or a special space but figure out how you can do that and maybe it's with you know you have to do it in your kitchen um but if you can see the washing machine that might be a distraction you might have to put up something so you don't that aren't necessarily looking at that you might have to uh sequester children if you're if your situation is where you're working from home and you have children in the house maybe you have to get a nanny or someone to come in that day to, to even help you do that um but you have to do without distraction and i had to work through this too so don't feel like you know 
you're you know some sort of crazy person because you're easily distracted creative people are easily distracted we like shiny things the sun comes out and we're suddenly like looking out the window watching the clouds you know so um just know yourself know yourself and you know that okay i've set the time i'm going to be you know working at nine o'clock and i've gotten dressed and i'm going to not look in this direction or i'm going to go to a place where i can you know actually get some work done it could be a library it could be you know um a joint group space that you you know have to get a subscription to if you will you know if there's a place in your home that you work maybe the, the couch is a little more separate from the rest of, from your kitchen and that's the the place that has less distraction but you got to find that and be able to really dedicate some time to getting some work done yeah totally agree i think um this is super important and people miss it it's like when you're in an office you have your desk mm-hmm. and it has your things on it. it has all the stuff you need to do your work and you go sit there and you're like i am not working because mm-hmm. i'm at my desk you have to establish that somewhere in your house and it mm-hmm. can be like you said the end of the kitchen counter but that end of the kitchen counter is your workspace like right. you own it and it's sacred like especially if other people are in your house especially if they're working too, mm-hmm. like say you're you and your spouse work from home and maybe your kids are off on mm-hmm. spring break. Right. You have to have your space. Your spouse has to have their space and the kids have to have some other space where everyone is, has their spot where they're doing their work mm-hmm. because your, your desk is your spot and you know, their desk over there is their spot. So everyone's respecting each other's space. So you can have that focus time. It's, I think there's this thought of like, oh, I'll just have a laptop and I'll just wander around and sit down anywhere and work. And yes, you can. And it's nice to have that break and go sit somewhere else Mm -hmm. for a chain of venue. But you have to feel like you have a spot with all your things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's really sort of disconcerting not to. Yeah. People people don't like human beings don't like to have a place. They really like having a place Mm -hmm. that they feel like this is my my space they mm-hmm. want to sit at the same lunchroom table right. they want to sit in the same desk in the office you have your spot on the couch when you're all the family's watching tv or, or thing it's like that is where i sit yeah. and you sit there and that's just so and it's it's weird how we have formed these behaviors but that's really what it is you have to have a place that you will behave like a professional yeah. <laughs> you know, for and, lack and of a better you feel, term you feel comfortable you own it yeah. this is my spot this is where Nobody i'm going to accomplish things junk is going to be piling up mm-hmm. on my work desk right you know no toys Always allowed on it no you know whatever yeah um somebody's sports equipment is not on allowed on my desk this is my workspace so, exactly. so really treat that as, as a sacred place and a place that you're going to get things done yes it's it is really important i think it's something that people don't consider when mm-hmm. they're starting to do this and it, it can be really challenging if you yeah. don't well take you, that space what happens is that you wake up and you're like okay uh where, where do i go <laughs> where do i go yeah. and and back to the if you don't have a place that you can walk away from you never leave work right 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 if it's not even if it's if your it's entire just, house you can yeah, never leave then you never leave work <laughs> so it, it is really important um so another thing is setting up a daily schedule or weekly schedule of when you'll do things mm-hmm. we sort of touched on a schedule like having work hours but this is even more so of actually you know having a calendar mm-hmm. when are all your meetings scheduled when are you going to work on each project it's it's the same kind of scheduling and planning you would do whether yep. you're in an office or not and this will help you if you're um a a freelancer if you're a solopreneur or if you're working for somebody else um because i remember starting our business too we had a schedule of when we would work on things you know this is when we do this we had people coming in this is when they were an interview you know so having that structure really kept you 
marching forward versus it being just some sort of open range sort of thinking. Um, having that structure is important. And again, it addresses a lot of the questions that your um, employer is going to have or, or your client or whatever, as far as um, letting, letting them know, letting them be assured that you are on schedule, on time, and making things happen. And that can be based on some of these weekly meetings that you could put up, check-ins, um, things like that. Yeah, and, and that they are comfortable. They know they when they can reach you or that they can reach you when they need you. And, you know, so, of course, one of the nice things about working from home is maybe you can run out and do an errand mm-hmm. or whatever. But you can do that in the office, too. You probably run out at lunch. Maybe it's the same way. If, right. I'm gonna, if I need to do some errands, I still do it at, quote-unquote, lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the other part of it is... Like, we have someone on our team who has to, like, meet her children's bus. They will not drop off the children if she is not standing right, there. Right, right. So on her calendar, there's a little thing that says, like, get kids at the bus stop. And mm-hmm. for 15 minutes, we everyone knows you cannot reach her. She won't be at her desk because she's at the bus stop waiting for her kids mm-hmm, to be dropped off. Mm-hmm. That's completely fine. Yep. No one cares. But we also all know, because she has put on our calendar, she was upfront about it, and no one's trying to like call her during that time or schedule a meeting or whatever. So if you have things like that, I think just being upfront, like, Mm -hmm. Hey, I need to work this into my schedule. Your employer is probably fine with it. And it's much better than them saying, Hey, I keep trying to reach you and I can't get a hold of you. Right. That's what makes a bad impression. Just saying like, I have this half hour one day that I have to step out, Mm -hmm. but I'll take a 30 minute lunch instead. Everyone's going to be fine with every regular understanding person right and <laughs> we'll be fine with that and whom, whomever you're working for um will just be reassured they will want to work with you again they want to continue working with you um they want to keep you on the team if they know that you know everybody has this understanding all communication is open you have means of communicating that really bring comfort to the person that's re- you know signing your checks um and that's what it's really all about you want to be reliable you want to be you know available you want to be um checking in and letting them know that they don't have to worry about it. You're, you're taking care of that pain point they have. Yeah. And actually that comes back to some of the questions that you said in the beginning of, um, you know, how will we communicate? How will we collaborate? That's what all of this is about. And I think, um, you know, if you know, the employer is probably wondering that whether they're saying mm-hmm. or not, they're thinking it, then it's on you to just make sure you're communicating a lot and maybe, you know, maybe you feel like it's overly communicating. Mm-hmm. That's probably about the right amount. <laughs> right. <laughs> but like, you know, you're checking in, you're letting them know what's going on. You're, you're, and I don't just mean checking in like, hi, I'm working, but like, <laughs> here's update on my project. Mm-hmm. Here's, you know, the progress I made. Here's, I, I need to schedule some time with you to talk about this part. I'm ready for the next phase. Like you initiating that communication mm-hmm. is really important, not just waiting for them to do it. Right. And that could be as simple as just a once a week check-in. Don't think you have to do it daily or things like that. It's like, I'm going to check with you. We're going to talk about the progress of this project. If I have any questions, you know, I'm going to save them for that. Or if it's an emergency, I'll, I'll do a chat. You might be in a position where you have to introduce new software to your whole team too that you're working with. It's like, I'm going to... I'm going to need a video call with you and I'm going to send you a link that you just need to click on, make it super easy for them because, you know, they're the ones that are in the world where they're all in touch every day, having the FaceTime. You're the one that's out working all rogue (laughs) at home 
And they're thinking like, well, how are we going to get a hold of them? You might have taken a little on yourself to do that, to set up some reassurances. Here's how I'm going to check in with you. Um, I'm going to put something on our calendar. Um, here's how we're going to do it. Here's um, how you'll know that I'm working um, with either some sort of project management software or um, just with check-ins or chats or however that communication is and just let them know this is how I'm going to be, I'm going to do this. And here's how I'm going to stay in touch with you. It's going to be practically like I'm in the office. Yeah. I love that. Like you're taking the initiative to show them how you're going to make mm-hmm. it work and not putting it all on them. Right. And if they, they already have tools, yeah, they can introduce they can have them to you. Already have remote great, workers. But, but if you, again, you're the one person that decides well, I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to need to do it like this. And I, and, or I, my circumstances have changed and, um, I'm going to need to work from home and it could be for just a plethora of reasons anymore. Um, but here's how I'm going to make you comfortable with this yeah. and, and really kind of take that initiative. Yes. Um, um, and then you kind of touched upon the whole stop time. You know, we talked about starting, you know, having a start time to work, also have a stop time. I think that's completely fair because when you're at home again, you could just keep right on working. It's yeah. like, you know, after I eat dinner really quick, I'm going to go back and finish this project. That's a little bit of your prerogative. If you're on a roll, you know, go for it. But I think you need time to unplug and re- relax and, you know, recuperate from our day's work. Yeah, you don't have to. Like, you know, everybody has a season of, oh, maybe I'm really cranking out a big project mm-hmm. and I have to put in some extra hours in the evening, which you would whether you're in an office or not. But because you're working from home, your employer's expectation isn't, shouldn't be, that you're working 24 hours a day. Right. You right. know, you have a work day just like everyone else. Mm-hmm. You just happen to be fulfilling it in a different place right but that doesn't mean you know six o'clock or whatever time office hours are over rolls around you shut down the computer I mean it's so ideal if you have that workspace Mm -hmm. that's separate you turn off the computer you close the laptop and you push in your chair and walk away (laughs) right even if you're only walking five feet you know (laughs) like you walk away just make the behavior the same I think because in an office it's so apparent people start going home and it's like oh well that I guess the work day is done but sometimes that line gets a little blurred when you're at home and um it it could be done and it could be handled in a couple different ways because you know I've worked as a freelancer and um, sometimes you just, like like you said, have a hot project that you want to crank out. But if you're an employee, regular employee like everybody else working from home, I think it, it's best to stick with the same hours as everybody else um, just because you will start doing too much. And I think that, too, is part of the communication, too. I'm available from 8 to whatever, 9 to whatever, and that, and you have me. You have me all that whole time. Um and then they're not so concerned about, well, she's wandered off to do her grocery shopping in the middle of the day, or she's out shoe shopping, or he's out looking for cars or something like that. No, I've told, I've committed to this and, but come five o'clock, I'm done like yeah. everybody else. Yeah. And I think that you touched on this a little bit when you're in an office, you know, there starts to be the, oh, people are getting up, they're gathering their things, mm-hmm. they're leaving, it must be time to go home, even if you don't look at the clock, especially if if everyone in your household works from home, you know, if like mm-hmm. maybe you, you and a spouse or roommates or whoever all work from home, or if you're single, you live by yourself and you work from home, there's no trigger unless right. you create it yourself. Like I actually set a timer on my computer so it goes to sleep at a certain time. Oh, wow. So a little window pops up. It says this computer is going to sleep in nine <laughs> minutes and I can turn it off. Mm-hmm. Like I can ignore it if I want. But I did that. So I'd be like, okay, I have nine minutes to wrap it up. 
because otherwise I'd just keep working, you know. Yeah, that's a great tip. Forever. That's a great tip because I get like I get caught up in it or um, I feel like I got to make up for some time that, you know, something else, you know, took my time away from my job and I got to, you know, kind of get back on it. But yeah, that's a really great tip. And you can set up a whole bunch of different things to um, trigger in your calendar or trigger in some software to kind of keep you on track either with work or with your schedule or communicating with the team. Um, and I would def- definitely endorse all of those. Just find out what really works for you. Yeah. So I guess we'll just, you know, remind everyone that making this work relies more than anything, just on a lot of trust mm-hmm. and you build trust by communicating mm-hmm. by, you know, being at work, quote unquote, mm-hmm. wherever that is, when you say you will, by getting your work done, you know, having it be high quality. Mm-hmm. If you do all those things and deliver, that trust will just keep building and this will be great. It'll work. It'll work just fine. Thank you so much for joining us at Illumination Bureau. We hope that you have gained something by listening today. Illumination Bureau was brought to you by Portfolio Creative. You can find out more about Portfolio Creative at PortfolioCreative.com. If you have a topic that you want to hear about, don't hesitate to send us an email at questions at PortfolioCreative.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate and review it, or share it with a friend.